Welcome to the Goodish People Podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So as you know, this is a podcast where we have conversations that are sometimes hard. Ouch! Sometimes funny. Hee hee hee. Sometimes a little bit awkward. Oh. <laughs> All the while trying to be good people. Although, let's be real, we're just good. Ish. Emphasis on the ish, bish. Ish, baby. <laughs> Come join us as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through our life's most pervasive and relatable conversations. We're out here just trying to navigate adulthood to the best of our ability. And along the way, there may be wine, there may be coffee, there may be both, but there will always be some sort of a coping mechanism that's carb-related. Is that right? It is. I actually had some tacos for dinner. And I had Chick-fil-A, which Jackie and I have been joking about how we want Chick-fil-A ice cream, and we keep saying we're going to treat ourselves to it after we podcast, and we have yet to do so. And I walked in tonight with a bag of Chick-fil-A <laughs> for dinner, a nice club sandwich from Chick-fil-A or whatever, the, the ch- grilled chicken club or whatever that is. No ice cream mm. in tow. What a bummer. Ah, We'll make it happen. Tonight's the night. I just have a good feeling about it. I'm going to get some Chick-fil-A ice cream. Chick-fil-A. I also realized that I I didn't do the phase out correctly with the intro when I clicked on the music. We're going to figure it out. We're novices here. You're right. You're right. Just, I'll just get in my head a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to get them next time. I think. It's going to be Or great. the next time or never. But you know what? We're here. We're trying. I know. And we are just goodish. We are just goodish. Good. Oh, gosh. Goodish. I can't speak. I know it's Hannah and I running the show back here. So... It's a, uh, you know, living you learn. And as my mom used to say, or as most moms used to say, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> Whoa. I haven't heard that one in years. Yes. There's different variations, but that one rings so true. You just get what you get. I think the last time I heard that, I was a baby, a mere a baby. baby. A little baby. My mom probably still says it to us as adults and I respect it because we still pitch a fit. I literally said to Connor the other day, we were at my family's house going through my childhood home and like sorting through stuff because my parents just sold it. And he was mentioning that like his ankle was, his knee was hurting, something on his body was hurting. And I said to him, like, I don't understand not complaining because he has, he doesn't complain about anything ever. And I was saying in front of my parents, like, I don't understand not complaining about something. And they started laughing because they raised me and they know that I like to speak my mind when things in my body are hurt or injured or I feel bad or sad. Are you, are, so I resonate with that so much. Growing up, like my family was like, Jackie's the hypochondriac. And it wasn't until I was like older where it's like anytime I heard, I'm like, ow, I have a boo-boo that hurts. <laughs> yes. Like you have to say it. <laughs> Somebody needs to acknowledge that it hurts in case you're right and you, you're really sick and you die. Like you needed, know, you need to get dude. ahead of that. There was one time where, I'll keep this really short and sweet. I had what I thought was a really, really bad just chest pain. And my mom gave me an Alka-Seltzer. Turns out it was appendicitis. <laughs> See? You never know. You never know. Ow, Little Madeline over here needed to get yes. rushed off to the hospital. With Miss Clavel, for those of you that... Yes. <laughs> was that her name, right, Clavel? The real ones out there, I honestly don't remember, but I do remember that. Name, I remember that movie, and I remember it traumatizing me because a couple years ago, I thought I had appendicitis because I had every symptom in the book, and it was just gas pain. So, mm. you the know. Worst. The pits. It, at least I didn't have to get my appendix appendix taken out like you did 
Facts. I just had to fart. Like that's all. Yeah. I, I would have rather. I guess I would have rather tooted too. I don't really yeah. mind letting out a toot every now and then. Yeah, just put one position rip. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So, um, speaking of toots, um, <laughs> well, well, I don't even know why I said that. Highs and and lows. Should we do the the highs would be the hearts and the lows would be the farts. Ooh, yes, hearts and farts. <laughs> Ah, that tracks because i love farts so it's probably i also love like the sad things in life sometimes <laughs> oh. connor also has this theory that women's humor gets like to be little boy humor the older they get and boys humor moves away from it and that is just like a, a crossing diagram of fart jokes i definitely validate that if i was a notary i would notarize it I am a notary. Oh, it expired. Are you I a notary? I was. I was, but you don't, were. don't. Nobody, nobody try to call me because I can't notarize things anymore. Um, yeah, I became one for uh, the company, the co-working space that I worked for. Oh my god! So I could notarize documents for our clients. You just got that much cooler. It was. I'm, cool. I'm serious. Like I, I've always wanted to have like that in my back pocket for oh someone gosh. to be like, "What's your I need to superpower?" Go back because it's really like there's really very few. No, uh, hurdles you have to climb over per se. There are some courses and things that you need to take, but it's not that challenging. The challenging part for me, and I had to go back several times, is trying to navigate the Georgia um, bureau- bureaucratic buildings because it was chaos trying to get through. You had to go to like six different rooms to get different things done in order to get Ugh. through the process. And I'm sure a lot of people Ugh. lose hope and they just have they leave. I would have done that if I was just doing it for my own sake. But since I was doing it for work, I didn't have that option. So it's a real nasty business getting government licenses and licensees. And yes, it really was. I mean, it was way easier. I don't know what this says about the state of our government, but it was significantly <laughs> easier to get a marriage license than it was to become a notary. So Dude. Oh, that is so true. So true. I still have yet to this day to update my passport to Jackie Pruitt and I've been Jackie Pruitt for going on five years so yeah I, gotta get that you. I haven't even changed my name at all so don't worry about it. it took it took me like two years I'm not worried don't about worry. it my mom's really worried about it she thinks it means I'm not committed to Connor which is hilarious oh, gosh <laughs> I'm just lazy and I keep having flights and I'm terrified that they won't let me through what if something doesn't line up and I've heard it can be challenging to TSA change. will do it to you and to change your Sky Miles name can be very hard, I've heard, but I've never tried, so I cannot confirm or deny. Mm. They'll probably have you on hold for a while with some jazz music and like a I do love jazz, but I don't like I don't like it when it's waiting for somebody to fix something for yeah, me. Yeah, that makes sense. But yes, TSA. I, I don't want to get stuck in a TSA nightmare. We were talking about the uh, armchair expert TSA episode before we jumped on, and there's just like a lot that's possible with the TSA, including what happens in, um, wow, the movie name is escaping me. Do you, get Out, in the movie Get Out. He, The TSA saves the day. So it can be good, it can be bad, but TSA. Right. TSA comes and they they, Make it they do some stuff. Yeah. They do stuff and they scare me. Wow. They do. I was trying to think of a, like a funny acronym for a TSA, like totally <laughs> shitty something. But, I, but at the end of the day, that's the experience sometimes that people have. The people that are really keeping us safe, they're the total safety, amazing Assholes. heroes. <laughs> oh my God. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really feel bad for them. They have such a hard job. Jackson, yes. They have such a hard job. And in that episode of Armchair Expert, Dax is talking about how he gets annoyed with people in the line for Mm. um, when people are, you know, putting all their stuff on the conveyor belt and going through security. (laughs) And I get so annoyed. Like you should have witnessed me trying to hold back my anxiety going through security this weekend with my mom because she and I are polar opposites. And she told me, she said, your dad's going to want to check in with you after this to see if you had the same experience with me traveling with me as he does because he hates traveling with me. And I I swear to you, like the woman was trying to find her ID as like, as she was walking up to the person that runs the ID through Mm -hmm. the scanner. And she has this wallet that has like 35 cards in it. And she was trying, she thought she didn't have her ID. She couldn't find it. Meanwhile, when I'm at the airport, I know exactly where everything is. Like I'm terrified of, of holding people up. So I had everything out. I know exactly how to use the Delta app. So I don't have to have a paper pass. My mom's like trying to find her paper ticket. Lady, lady, sweet mom. I mean, she admits that she's not great at it, but like I was getting annoyed with her and anyone who doesn't like move quickly to fill in space to fill up bins, they're bad people. No, you got to move fast. You got to move like you're getting out of a burning building. Yeah. You You really really have to optimize that flow to make sure that it, it goes properly. So I have a question for you. Yes. Well, I actually have two questions for you. Yes. I'll lead with this one and then I'll go to the second one. The first one is, would you say that going through TSA was your low or your fart for the week? No, I wouldn't. That's awesome. So it's your heart. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was 100% my heart. I had a great experience. No, my mom and I did get yelled at by a TSA worker, but I know they put up with so much that I didn't even care. I'm like, they're deflecting. This is from something else earlier, and they're just yelling at us, and it's fine. We had some people walk up behind us, and we built quick rapport because they were like, that was bullshit. I would have just left. I would have yelled at them. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. She probably had a bad day. I do things all the time. What did she yell at you guys for? She just said, you're standing in the wrong line, which we weren't. We were standing in the right line. She just like wanted, she wanted us to feel bad about it. We were in front of the scanner that everyone on our conveyor belt was going under, like the body scanner. And she yelled at us and said, we should be at the one to the right, even though we were on the left side and our conveyor belt was on the left. I think she just wanted to move the flow and she just saw two ladies and was like, you guys, I can just see you right now. Cause one of the things that Anna likes to say in situations that I'm in with her that are uncomfortable, she goes, abort, abort. And I just see you going abort, abort. I say that, but with my mom, I'm like, just get this freaking lady through security. I love her to death, oh but I'm just like, I just need to, I need to get out of here because she's causing me anxiety. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I resonate with that. Abort Allison going through security. That's how I, I feel. But mm-hmm. my heart, and farts. I will take that. So okay. um, my heart this week is speaking of my mother, I would say that being able to spend the weekend with her was super fun. We mm-hmm. were able to go visit a family friend who we've been friends with for forever. And my mom, my younger brother and I used to vacation with um, her best friend from college and her two kids who were our age every summer in Inglewood, Florida. And we'd you know, take the boat out and spend all this time on the Gulf. It was unreal. We had the best time every year for like, like almost two decades, probably 15 years or something like that. I probably just way over exaggerated, but whatever. It felt like that to me as a child, we had the best time. And I got to visit that family this weekend with my mom and, um, just celebrate the, um, the, my mom's best friend's daughter. She is having a baby and we're just so excited. So I got to go to her baby shower. 
And yes, it was just so sweet to see her like be so prepared and so grown up and like she's just awesome and we hadn't seen each other in forever. But every time I'm with her, I'm like, you're just, you're so cool. Like she, she's awesome. So she's going to be a great mom and it was really fun to see her and hang out with her and uh, her mom and her brother and their family and all of it was just super sweet. And then of course, to spend all that time with my mom. My mom is awesome. And like I said, we're opposites in so many ways, but she is so sassy and so fun and just always a good time and, and so sweet to me. Um, so it's just really, really good to spend one-on-one time with her. I've got a lot of siblings, so that doesn't happen very often. Uh, so it was very unique and fun to spend time with her. And then what a my- lady. What a lady, Allison. What a lady. Allison, she's a, she's a blast. Uh, Your heart. She was my heart this week. My fart, on the other hand. <laughs> I, I would say, so I've told you on a previous episode that I think I have ADHD, which I mm. really am growingly, I'm growing into understanding that I think that there's like no chance I don't. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's just so obvious to me now that I'm paying attention to it. So I think that I'm starting to get frustrated though, because I'm realizing now that I know that it's probably been my whole life undiagnosed, I'm getting so frustrated and I shouldn't be, mm. but I've been getting, fr- getting frustrated at what my life could have been like if I had had help at a younger age, mm. and like how I could have maybe mastered some things. I'm not necessarily saying being medicated that long, but having like therapy and things like that um, instead of just trying to power through and create coping mechanisms like I've done most of my life. So I think that that was kind of my, it's it's a small fart, but just a little bit mm-hmm. of a fart from the past week. It's just noticing things and being like, Ugh, I wish I could have mastered this at a younger age instead yeah. of having to like figure out how to deal with it now, but mm. better late than never. Yeah. And it's like hindsight's always twenty twenty, but it sucks too when it's something where you're like, if somebody had just identified this in me or if this one thing would have changed, then could I have prevented or could I have gotten ahead of X, Y, and Z? It's like, you'll never know. And that's like the most frustrating part. You're like, Dude. oh. Yeah. Like I honestly, if I could have been a more focused person, I would probably would have had less academic anxiety too, which I still was a very good student and did pretty well. But I think that she if did I very had, well. She's being humble, humble, well, queen, you. humble queen. Thank you. But I, I do like, for instance, with math, I had like a bad year in math. And after that, every time I would have a math test put in front of me, I would start sweating and shaking. And like I had mm-hmm. test anxiety. Like if I had just been able to focus and not have my head brace and have so much anxiety, like, I think it's related. It might not be. We'll find out in June. But I like maybe would have been able to rationalize and just move forward and like actually focus mm-hmm. and have been, you know, a better math student or something small like that. But I told my mom this week and I'm like, I think I, I have had this big discovery. I think I'm ADHD. And she was like, yeah, I think all of you are, as in all of my siblings. I was like, well, oh, why didn't wow. you get me help? She yeah. said, you seem to cope just fine. I'm like, yeah, but that's not enough. Like, what? Mm. And I get it. I get where she's coming from. Like, my brothers were much more dire situations. Like, they wouldn't finish their homework assignments. They would start failing tests and things because they just didn't care or that's how it Mm. appeared at least. But that was never me. But I'm like, that doesn't mean I didn't deserve help. And I told her that I think it was probably a gendered thing. And she said, oh, totally. And I, you know, sorry, sorry about that, whatever, whatever. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. She was like, she was not surprised at all. She was like, yeah, that's that's probably true. Jeez. <laughs> you're like, mom, like, I love you. She's like, so yeah, much, you're, yeah, she was like, I think your dad does, like, your dad definitely does. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Like, why are none of us <laughs> Why am help? I learning this now? <laughs> <laughs> but 
this would have been pertinent information for me about uh 15 years ago yeah yeah maybe mm. a little bit longer ago but anyway yeah. that was my fart mm. um but it's a good fart because it means that i'm finding room for growth and i am able to kind of zo- zone in on what i think has been causing me a lot of stress for a long time like i even this week what's mm. been in the back of my head is this this thing a friend said to me a long time ago, like high school, when our friendship was kind of breaking down. And I've been reflecting on that a lot because I've been just feeling like a really crappy person in a lot Mm. of ways. And whether it's true or not, that's how I've been feeling. And um, she said to me a very fair feedback of sometimes I'm talking to you at church was the environment. And then somebody else will come up and you'll leave our conversation mid-conversation and start talking to them. And I remember hearing that and just being so like, I feel like they walk up and say something to me that's distracting me, whatever. I felt terrible, but I'm like, I don't know how else to avoid that situation. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I was untreated back then, my brain was like one of the true norths of ADHD that I'm learning is like getting distracted mid-conversation, like not listening or derailing or whatever. And that's like so something I do all the time and I don't love it, but I'm like, at least I can learn to give myself some grace for those things and then move forward. Oh, 100%. And you also can't help that you're super popular and everybody loves you and everybody wants to talk to you. (laughs) You know, church, Uh, wherever you are, and they're like, hey, I want your attention. And you're like, I'm talking to this person, but then you get pulled into something else. Like I, I totally get how it'd be hard to manage that situation. Um, and I do not have ADHD, but I would imagine that with, you know, ADHD or the possibility of having ADHD, that it would yeah. be a little bit Pending. more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Pending. Project. I could just be making all this up and just like as an excuse for myself. I don't think that I am. But uh, yeah, it was that feedback to me was really perplexing at first. And mm. she was right. I didn't think she was wrong. I hope I didn't say that I thought she was wrong. Um, I was very defensive back then, too, because I thought so little of myself that I thought that if I like admitted that I did something wrong, that it meant I had like no value at all. So I was really not healthy when people would call me out for stuff. But that one stuck out to me because I was always like, oh, I think I do that. And I don't know why I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go deeper on this. Like, let me yeah. ask some more questions. And- but even like when I'm at a party and I'm talking to one person and my mm-hmm. friends are right next to me talking about something, I often will be trying to focus on the person I'm talking to, but like also really wanting to get in on that conversation. And then I'm like trying to figure out how I can get out of this one. And before I know it, I have no idea what the person in front of me is saying. Dude, I, I actually, I struggle with that a lot too. Yeah, it's I'll real. be trying to like listen to a conversation that's going on behind me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit. I totally miss what you said right in front of me. And then oftentimes, like if I'm around people that I know won't think I'm like a total like ding dong is I'll be like, hey, uh, hey, sorry, dude. I just got like really distracted. Like I'll tell you like, hey, (laughs) could you say that again? Because like my brain was not there. But then if I'm talking to somebody that I don't really know that well, you know, all of a sudden I'm going, I'm just nodding. I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they could have said that like their dog had like shit in their car that day or something like stupid. And then like maybe like, yeah, that's awesome. And like, oh, shoot, I was listening. So. Oh man, yeah, that that is so relatable to me. I <laughs> I can't even yeah, oh, I cannot understand how relatable <laughs> that is. I yeah, I hate. But I don't like that about myself. When I'm doing it, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. stop. So anyway. So you, this is why I'm changing conversation. I mean, Mid- seriously, technical difficulties. We were working on it for like an hour. Yeah, it was, it was just a little bit. Jackie and I have never done this before, and just like some weird things popping up, and we had to call in for assistance for our technical savior, Ned, Athe. DJ Nettie P. Yeah, Nettie on the track. Um, Nettie. Uh, anyway, so we were talking about the fact that we both get distracted 
in social gatherings when you're talking to one person, but trying to listen to the hot goss behind you and like not miss out. Fresh take. The worst scenario for me is when like my my circle, like you guys, are mm-hmm. talking somewhere and talking about something that I've been waiting to hear about for like weeks because I know that like somebody went on this date or there's drama at work or I don't know, there's some serious hot goss. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this. And now I'm stuck in a conversation with somebody who I also love and care about. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sorry, that's priority. And then that person I'm supposed to be engaging with feels very dismissed. Do you remember that time you were talking to somebody who I don't think you loved and care about? Some cared about somebody that you had just met at a party, and I came up and I <laughs> saved you. You saved even, me. You didn't even realize it till after. I could tell Hannah was talking to somebody, and no knock on this person, right? It was somebody she didn't know, but I had known this person from college or somewhere in another life, and I was like, I could see Hannah was like just just grasping. She was like she was like grasping for like help from somebody in her eyes she was like please help me save me from this boring conversation i cannot exit and so i went up to her and i said i said hannah oh my god wait what did i say to you she you said something like you need to come fill up your wine or oh, no. something oh, i said hannah oh my god i said i said i looked at the person i said i'm so, i am so sorry to interrupt I, god i feel like such a dick saying were, this on no you were so good at this I was so, so good, good at, at it this. i came up and i was like i'm so sorry to interrupt but i have to say <laughs> I have to steal her away for two minutes because she knows this one thing that I can cannot know without something about some wine I've got to try. So and then untrue. afterward, I felt somewhat guilty. But, you know, I mean, you're not going to talk to that person again. No. And honestly, we were at the point in the conversation where both of us wanted out and neither of us could figure out. How, not because we weren't having a nice enough conversation, mm-hmm. but because it was obvious. Like there comes a point at any small talk where it's like, is this going to go further or is this? is the train leaving the station because the train had left the station already in this conversation and neither of us got on board. Like we, we weren't interested in becoming real friends and that's because we're at an age now where you just we all have our own you. friends. Like, we don't, I'm sorry. She didn't need me. I didn't need her. It was go. mutual and we could sense it even in this tiny small talk conversation. Like I could sense that neither mm-hmm. of us was that interested. It was an abort situation. It was abort, abort. It was abort, abort. And Jackie saved my freaking life. And I'm so grateful because I used to try to look around and be like, Connor, help save me. And he just thinks it's funny. Like he doesn't clue into anything like that. So thank God for Jackie. Dude, I hope to I repay, the, repay the debt one day. I will. I will repay the debt one day. You will. You will. I might have to use that at this upcoming wedding that we're going to, but that's all I'll say. That will will revisit soon. <laughs> That's yeah, all. We'll have to give you guys the rundown of this. Oh, it, yes. It's what we'll say. We all, as humans, find ourselves in situations where we spend time with people who are different than us in very many ways, like ideologically, religiously, um, just what you value. Like, for instance, one thing that makes me feel like other from somebody as if they don't care about something like fashion. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I have a hard time connecting with people that don't have that creative bone in their body sometimes, like not always, but anyway. So when it comes to a wedding and I'm like, I'm thinking about, you know, how we're going to dress. It's like showing up to a place where it's like, that's not the priority. That might not be the case at this wedding. I don't know. That might not be fair. But all that to say, we're going to a wedding where I assume and maybe wrongly, I might eat my words. We might just have differences. Mm-hmm. We might just have different values and priorities yeah. than the people yeah. we're around. And because of that, I'm probably going to have to save Jackie from a couple conversations because the people, <laughs> weirdos are drawn to Jackie in public. 
<laughs> I have a I have a resting bitch face when I know I don't want anyone to come up and talk to me because I'm really shy. But Jackie's like very friendly and people take advantage. I think of it's that. just my face, dude. I don't know. People will come up to me on the street. I have some weird like I'm serious. I've it's the freckles. I think it's the freckles. I don't know, man. I just look like somebody either needs to come up and start cursing at me for no reason. It's happened on a multiple multiple occasions in different states. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have witnesses. I have witnesses. Across state lines. Across the lines, yes, yes, it became because something was crazy. I don't know if somebody just saw my face and they were just like, "It's time to uh, bother this person." Something, something, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm totally gonna segue on us. Yeah, I need your your farts and hearts. My shorts and hearts. (laughs) Maybe next week your your shorts and heart your shorts and arts will be uh, related to the wedding we're going to. So we'll put a pin in that. But please give me this week's hearts, farts, shorts, arts. We're gonna put a pen in it. Okay, so highlight my art, aka my heart, aka my high good vibes was this past weekend. My brother graduated from college. He graduated from UT in Oxville. Um rock we don't get- up. or oh, something. If I hear oh. that song again, I'm gonna punch myself in the face. I love you, Jesse. <laughs> but I was I- Jesse, you know that she loves you for doing that. I do, I do. I love you, Jesse. If you're listening to this, um, Go Bulls, but not really because go dogs. But I'm so proud of you. You're killing it. He's going into a master's in data analytics. So he just finished undergrad and it was really good just to be around family. Um, love my family to death. It was it was a lot to be around them, but it was also a lot of fun. Um, and I love them and I would say that openly um, around them. So love to the fam. Love to the fam. Um, and heart, heart, heart. Heart, heart, heart. Love you all so much. Heart emoji, um, heart emoji, kiss emoji. Yes. Catch a later emoji. Catch a later emoji. But it was very joyful and it was really good. And it was it was good to be around everybody and see everybody. And it was fabulous. So that's definitely my it was really good to catch up with my sisters. I haven't caught up with her in forever. And my mom, and my dad, and my grandparents. So that was all good. But that was my high. And then my shart fart poo-poo bad times (laughs) was that I was at a stoplight last week and thank God no one was in front of me or behind me. I was on a hill and so it turns green and I hit the gas but my gas doesn't work and I'm like oh shoot well I gotta hit the brakes if my gas doesn't work and then I hit my brakes and my brakes don't work so my car starts (laughs) It's really not funny at all. My car starts sliding backwards, right? And I, I, I don't even think to hit the emergency brake. I, why? I, I, I don't know. I, I put the car in park, but it's in a really busy intersection. Like cars are are starting to come by and they're zooming and like all my lights are on and it's like freaking out. All this to say, I was okay. Thank goodness. So this really is also a highlight too, is that I wasn't on two eighty five. One of the I mean, the busiest interstate in Atlanta. And I could have easily been on there and it had gone out and like, Lord knows what would have happened. Thank goodness I wasn't We've on there. We've talked about 285 in a previous episode <laughs> oh, yes, with the yes, crazy yes, car yes. with the skulls. Like that could have, that you oh, could have encountered yeah. that. Thank God. Oh yeah. That dude could have totally like smacked into the back of my car. Thank or God, worse, stopped and tried to talk to you. Oh my God. Yeah, that too. That's worse. Just because of my face. Yeah, because <laughs> of your face. I was asking worse. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but all that to say my car's fine. Here's one little catch for you though, is that air filters 
if they ever ask you to install them at Jiffy Lube, whatever, or Valvoline, I don't know, any kind of place that changes your oil and they, they will try to like help sell you on your filter. Well, my filter did need to be changed, but the person installed it wrong. Apparently that's a thing. And then it wasn't allowing airflow to get in and for my engine to communicate with some other part of my car. I'm not a car person, but it like freaked out because my car didn't have enough air for the engine to like go, go. <laughs> hilarious but also not funny so i had to fix that and oh shoot yeah also my ac went out in my house dude i've had like two lows and that was like super expensive but now we're in cool air it feels amazing in here and i'm so thankful for that so that was my heart and chart that's quite a bit adulthood is no freaking joke uh i feel like fees and payments and things come out of nowhere it's like, Even as a notary, I'm just, just trying to like, just trying to jog through life. I just got my little Nikes on. I was watching the movie Air with Connor yesterday, and I just there's a scene of Ben Affleck as Phil Knight just jogging through a Portland neighborhood. And it's just like pew bills, fix your AC, fix your car. Your pipes are broken. Yeah, most of have to do with homeownership, which I don't have to deal with yet, but. Uh, it makes me sober-minded and thinking about becoming a homeowner in a good way. Like I'll be more prepared. But mm-hmm. you've gone through. I mean, you guys have gone through quite a bit this year, dude. We have. It's been a duty dump. Duty dump cakes of dumping. Short fart. It's been a short fart. But I fart in that general direction. It's been a poopy doopy. Specifically, time. the guy who installed the filter wrong. I would just like to lift a leg and <laughs> on him. Honestly, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I just had like a thought. What if we did, you know, that episode from SpongeBob where they're like, please stop the yes. bus. <laughs> what if we did our whole podcast like that? That would be nuts. And I would we never would do that to anybody. Never have anybody listen, but I would die laughing the entire oh, time. Oh my gosh. You'd have so, to interrupt my laugh with farts because I would not stop laughing. Dude, me either. That would be really funny. But all that to say, duty cakes, fixing up home project stuff. But also I'm so thankful to have a house. I have a roof over my head. and It's a beautiful home. Oh, thank you. And I'm so glad that you're in it and that we're here and we're recording and we're having a good time. And speaking of good, lighthearted, fun times, Hannah and I, this episode, are taking a less serious note than the past two episodes. We're going to talk about college roommates. Yep. College roommates. Stories specific to our own stories and specific to other people's stories that they have given us that they've so graciously given us for us to tell because they're pretty quasi wazy. Yep. And I mean, if you've been to college, you probably have a roommate story of your own. Jackie and I have a couple, and I think we need to get started with one of yours. I don't know which one you want to choose first, but I think it needs to be your personal one. Oh, man. Okay. Let me pour let me pour myself a little bit more wine. I was gonna say, do you want me to go first with my freshman oh, roommates? No, I can I I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Um oh gosh, I just need to set the scene. I think that's all. Um it was quite the time. And I know I've told Hannah this before, but I wonder if I haven't even told you like some little details here and there. But y'all, oh my gosh, I had the craziest freshman room roommate story. So I ended up rooming. This is where I went wrong, right? I roomed with an acquaintance from high school. This is this is really where it all goes south, right? You should room with someone you strangers know. Strangers are better. Either right? strangers or someone you know really right? wrong. Dude, okay, I went really wrong the acquaintance route. I, I thought that that was a safe bet. 
no, 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 it was not a safe bet. It was the farthest thing from a safe bet. So, you know, I didn't have anybody close going to Georgia, um, like from my high school, Duluth High School. And so what I did was I decided to, uh, <laughs> instead of going with a stranger, because I thought stranger danger, stranger danger, don't do that. I was like, well, you know, I heard from a friend of a friend, hey, somebody's going to Georgia too for freshman year. You know, it's going to be an acquaintance. What, you know, here's this person's name. You should room with him. I said, that's so great. It's all fine and dandy. I know this person's a great vine. They're going to be a good person, right? So we get to college. We room together. All, all is well, right? And Where were you living? You were at UGA. Okay, so I was at UGA. Set the scene. Okay, I was at UGA, and for the life of me, this is so s- silly, um, I cannot remember the first dorm I lived in. Yes, I had to move dorms. That's where the story is going. So I did live in O House, if you know. I know, I know. I did live in O House, so if you know where O House is, that was my dorm freshman year, the one that I remember. I think the experience was just so traumatic from the other dorm that I can't remember the name for the life of I me. I was going to say, do you think it's a trauma response that you've repressed it, this information? Because be. I have great, I have a In great In that memory. case, just keep it repressed, man. You don't need to unload dude, dude, that. I, I, I don't think I need to revisit. So it was, um, it was on Lumpkin Street, which if you know Athens, it's a huge hill that's just going. Isn't AKO also on Lumpkin? It is. AKO, my sorority house was also on Lumpkin. So it was kind of perfect because O House was right next to AKO and my other dorm that I had moved from, which where this all began, where the story started with the acquaintance, was down the hill. So I really, you know, I can look at it this way, right? It only could have gone up because I kept, I just kept moving up the hill. It was like my next experience was O House <laughs> and then I moved to AKO. It was like I just kept going Isn't up. Myers not- Quad across the street from that? It is. Okay. It is. Myers I, sorry, guys. Across. I didn't go to UGA, so I try to figure out if like get my bearings. Okay. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Well, I did date someone there, so I was there quite a bit. True. But I didn't go true. there. So, yeah. Right. Um, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, and so I, I'm in this. We're going to call it the no-name dorm right now. So I'm living in no-name. No-man's land. No-man's land. It literally was no-man's land. So I'm living in no-name. And like the first few weeks are all good, all fine. We're getting adjusted to, you know, freshman year. I'm going to give this person a name too. I'm not going to give their real name. Um, I'm going to call this person Jane Doe. I'm just going to call him Jane. It's going to it's gonna make the story easier. I'm going to have to keep referring to their name. And I don't want to actually say their real name because I don't want to be a dick. But um, <laughs> Hannah's laughing. I'm laughing because I love the name Jane and I want to name one of my kids Jane. <laughs> but like I want you to use it for this okay, like, very you. much. Jane Jones will be very beautiful. And it, it's this my mom's ex-middle name before she took her maiden name. Well, I'll call it Doe. I'll call, I'll call this person Doe. No, call her Jane. Please do it. Okay. JD. I'll call her JD. So Jane, JD, Jane Doe, what have you, is my roommate, the acquaintance. And I mean, genuinely, this 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 is a it's a huge bummer that this happened to this person in their life. But Jane unfortunately found themselves in an abusive relationship. And one where, you know, um she would come home from class and she would have bruises on her arm. I would ask her what was going on. I mean, I'm talking like horrible horrible stuff like um you know and thankfully this person is 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 from what i've heard out of this relationship but it got to the point where i would come home from class and our room would have stuff that was like uh, you know i'm i'm super organized the the room would be disheveled like he had come in maybe they had a, had an argument um stuff was everywhere he was like a little bit older than us um he had been at the college for some time did he and, throw like did he throw stuff around? Like was there evidence of so, physical fighting in that of that nature? 
dude, I you're also I thought, young, so it's hard to tell. But so so I had assumed that right. It was affirmed for me later on. So the room is, oh, is scattered. Yeah, it was affirmed because I saw it in, in in person, and that's kind of where the story is going. But so the room is like you know disheveled. I come up from class. You know, all my makeup and stuff has been thrown off my table. It's like on the ground, and I'm like, hey, dude, and I keep having these conversations, dude. Like, what can I do to help you? I want to be here for you, but like bro, I don't, I don't like your boyfriend touching my stuff. I don't like the way that he treats you, you know? And it's like, understandably, you know, uh, you know, she was like, Hey dude, like not your, not your business. I'm like, Hey, I get it, man. But like, I'm living with you. This is affecting me. So like one night I'm just brushing my teeth because we had a sink in our room. It's really weird. <laughs> you sink just like in, in the middle of the room, dude, like right next to the door. So, so it's like, like a prison cell basically. This room was specifically the next the next dorm when I moved up the hill. It didn't have a sink in the room, but this one felt like a prison cell. Just be, <laughs> just genuinely because it was like it was just a, a, such a toxic environment, and like and it wasn't even like me really that was going through a hard time and all of this. She was going through the hardest time. So like I Which do want to say if you to say I do want to like tell this story by saying yes, this was a hard and a weird story. I think of me to go through. She was going so through so much of a worse situation that I will never be able to understand, and so I will never. Like, I am not angry at her. It's just, like, the situation was weird. Wacko. So, I am – what's that? It was wacko. It was wacko. Which is, yeah, people go through stuff. <laughs> we can lend empathy to her on the other side and still enjoy the story. Right? And yes. so, I'm, like, brushing my teeth one night. I'm in my pajamas. I'm at the sink that's in our room. That's this little cinder block, literally cinder block room. And all of a sudden, you know, the door – is is locked right you have to get access to get up there like it's it's secure all of a sudden our door is like broken into like it flings open it hits me on my back and this boyfriend guy comes in and he's like he literally is yelling all obscenities you can possibly think of he's throwing stuff around the room i'm freaking the fuck out just gonna be honest i'm gonna drop an f-bomb um there it is sorry family sorry sorry friends and family are listening Actually, I'm not sorry. It's merited in this scenario. <laughs> it's merited. So I'm like freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he comes in. He's throwing things. Um, I immediately run for it. I'm like, I don't feel safe. And he slams the door behind me. So I end up having to sleep. Well, I, of course, contact the RA. They go knock on the door. They act like everything's fine. Like, it's all good. But I got to a point where, like, I just didn't feel safe anymore living there. RAs are also mostly college kids. Like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny that they put college kids in charge of college kids. So weird. So I'm glad. So I love weird. the RA program. No shade. It's just an interesting thing to think about. Like, yeah. you shouldn't feel safe just because some other college kid is also in on the hall, you know? You know what, dude? You're right. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, really, in actuality, you were like three years older than me. And you were wiser, I'm sure. Yeah, but for sure. Still. And they're they're responsible. They can connect you with the right people and make sure you get you are safe. But in the immediate moment where you might physically be unsafe, mm-hmm. probably not the right. Like, they, they can't help you in that moment. They can't be held accountable to be helping yeah. you in that moment. So you sh- I understand why you felt unsafe. Well, thank you. Yes. R.A. Stand for a random asshole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had a good RA. She My was so RA sweet. lives next Amy. door. <laughs> My RA lives next door to me. Um, but all this to say, and I know my catchphrase should be all this to say. I feel like I say that a lot. I'm trying not to say it as much, but all this to say. Uh really, it is fitting. Is that you know, I ended up staying the night in another room. 
he had somehow broken past security. So I sat down with my roommate and, and y'all, I am only a month into my college experience. I don't really have that many friends at Georgia. It's not like I walked in having all these friends at University of Georgia. Like I hadn't even found community yet. You know, I'm a freshman. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like this is my first time away from home. And so I, I spend the night in a friend's room and I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't feel safe. Like I, my great, like literally I was starting to take tests and like, I'm very studious. I'm on top of my stuff and I could not be cause I, I did not feel safe where I was staying. And like, that was, that sucked. And like, um, I told, uh, Jane Doe, I was moving out. I was like, dude, I got to move out. I, like, I'm sorry. This doesn't make sense for me anymore. Like I've contacted registration, whatever. Like I got to get out of here. And, you know, she was upset. Understandably, she wanted me to stay. Um, so her like boyfriend finds me on Facebook and he's like, you, you only have a few hours left until I find you wild wait, so wait, I, wait 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 he messaged you that on facebook yes yes he messaged Do you know me. what the motivation might have been at that point was he like found out that you had um, like maybe reported something or hmm i think it was that from my understanding at the time but now that you say that i think it probably was that he was scared but looking like at the time i thought it was because um his girlfriend so jane was like so upset and she was like crying and she was like upset at me. And so I think I was reading it at the time as like, oh, he's upset because his girlfriend is upset. And like he doesn't like that because he's so like protective of her and he doesn't want her doing anything and et cetera, et cetera. And so I actually had to get like the police involved. No kidding. That's a threat. That's a literal yeah, threat. It was really scary. It was really scary. Um, Where were you when you got that message? Oh God! It's like surely you got it when you were I was at, at the home. dining hall. Yeah, I was at and the you dining. Couldn't hall. go home. No, I couldn't. And I just remember calling my parents, and they were like, "You need to call the police." And I did not want to talk to the police. Um, they were great. They were really helpful and supportive, and like they went to go knock on his door. All this, the situation kind of like fizzle fizzles out, right? So, um, you know, I end up, and this is kind of where it gets a little bit like, oh, wow, this is just an interesting freshman roommate story. So I moved to the top of the hill or O House. I'm not at AKO yet. I moved to O House. Um, am I going too fast too? Am I throwing too much information at you? No, you're not. Okay. Cause I know there's a lot of this story. Well, you need to fill it, fill everybody in entirely, <laughs> myself included. Uh, well, oh, thank you, my dude. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And so I go to O House um, and I move in there and my mom comes up and they're like, hey, we've got a room for you on the eighth floor. Like, you're going to be living with, um, like, a sophomore. Why don't we call this person? So we went through Jane. We could call this person Joe. Joe. We're going to call this person Joe. Joe Doe. Um, so I move in with Joe. They're like, Joe lives on the eighth floor. Like, it's going to be all good. I'm like, great, great, great. This is awesome. Wait, eighth floor of the same building? Oh, no. Oh, house. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I great. was at um I was at No Man's Land No Man's house. Land. Now you're at O House on the eighth yes, floor. Yes, I'm at can't remember the name of the house and your dorms at uga are so tall so tall this my my first one that was not tall it was it was two or three floors so weird my second one up the pretty much every house dorm in auburn is like five maybe max six stories high oh see see that's reasonable reasonable mm -hmm. at georgia it's like you go up to 13 or 14 floors yes. which is wild yes um so oh house i didn't live at the top but i lived close to the top so i was on eight i think there were 12 um, I think 10 or 12. So my mom comes with me and we knock on the door and the door opens 
and I see my half of the room that's empty, which is a small half. Everywhere else, every corner, every nook, every cranny is color covered in Hello Kitty. Covered. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave. My, no, I'm I'm not kidding you, dude. Microwave. Hello Kitty. Bedding. Hello Kitty. Mat. Hello Kitty. Shower oh. curtain. That was the closet curtain. Hello Kitty. Clothes. Hello Kitty. Book bag. Hello Kitty. Curtains. There were curtains. Was Hello Joe Kitty. present? Joe was not present. Oh, so gosh. I could do a jaw drop. Now, y'all, I just got to say, it's cool to love a thing, right? I'm not sitting here being like, oh, that's so weird that you were obsessed with Hello Kitty. No, dude, bro, do you. But it was a little bit of a shock when every item in the room, not even just a bedding, every yeah. item, a rug, I'm talking, I'm talking desk, I'm talking lamp, you name it, like name an item in the room. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just excessive. Like I bet even her stapler was probably Hello Kitty. We had a stapler and it was Hello Kitty. Oh, I kid you not. I kid you not. Um, did you live with her the rest of your freshman year? I did because I felt safe there. And because, and but I'll tell you, so Joe had a Hello Kitty obsession. I mean, everywhere. And now I feel comfortable telling the story because I'm not in contact with this person at all. Joe and I never exchanged numbers. I will say this. We never, we, we've never had any mutual friends. Like genuinely, like when the last day we were, we were roommates, it's like we both dropped off the face of the earth. Like, like genuinely, it was like, yeah. it was like to each other. You acknowledge, it's kind of like an adult roommate where you can just acknowledge that you were here to share the rent. Like, was it kind of like that where mm-hmm. you were just simply sharing a space and not having any expectations about sharing a life yep Mm -hmm. okay it was like that except she didn't speak a word ever i mean that is bizarre it was it was it was really bizarre and like ned can attest like second semester i started dating him and he would come over and see and whatnot um but the hardest part was not the hello kitty it was like the cleanliness (laughs) <laughs> like oh god oh geez oh <laughs> jackie's very clean too i so okay we had shower curtains kind of like if you if you lived in a dorm like this where you don't really like have a closet that closes it's almost like you have these indents in the wall and you cover it with a shower curtain like that's the cool thing to do to like make it look like a closet when really it just looks like two showers next to each other um which of course the shower curtain was hell kitty but never did this person do laundry the whole semester. And I'm I'm not I'm not exaggerating, like never. So like the clothes just kept piling up behind the closet, behind the closet. And the room would smell like a little bit bad and a little bit bad. And so like I would go buy that orange Febreze, like which is like the worst one to buy. But at the time I didn't really know what no, Febreze if it I liked. Is or if you just ruined it for yourself. I think I ruined it for myself. And so I sprayed the shit out of the room like every day. I'd come home and I'm not kidding you. I'd come home from class and I would like move her stuff with my foot to the side, like in all little corners, like without kind of touching it because it was all over the floor too, like clothes, books, Hello Kitty, everything. And so I would spray it because the room was starting to have this weird kind of stench, right? This is where the story really takes a turn. Oh, God. I, I hate, hate that I'm saying this and this is bro. pretty explosive, but it probably started smelling like vagina. Bro, bro, bro! It did, dude. It did. And like, I mean, if she's not washing her underwear, like, uh, it was. And it was. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, it, 
it smelled like duty cakes. So it was stinky winky. <laughs> it smelled a little bit like a gym locker room. So I walk. Oh. So I Did walk she in work one out day. ever? I have no idea. I'm not sure, Joe. I'm not really sure about Joe. And so the <laughs> <laughs> not really quite sure about Joe. Well, so it starts piling up the clothes behind the closet, behind the shower curtain. So the shower curtain is bulging out, like as if as if somebody was trying to stuff things into a closet and the door would not close. It was like, it was like it was to the point where it was coming into the middle of the floor in the center of the room. Like that's how much the clothes are coming out. And they were not clean clothes, they were dirty clothes. This is where I drew the line in the sand. This is when really the straw that broke the camel's back, which you would have thought that it would have been a few things before. No, this is where really where I almost lost my GD mind. So I was out doing something, right? But I had mistakenly, mistakenly left my book bag a little too close. Like I would put it like in front of my shower curtain, but I left it like a little too close because there was like a little, (laughs) there was like a little like wooden part between our two showers, like a wooden panel. And I'd sometimes leave my book bag in front of there. That was a mistake. Gosh, y'all, I feel... Oh, gosh, this part's hard for me to say. So I come home from, I don't know, a date with Ned, hang out with friends, and I walk in. and Fuzzies, probably. Huh? Fuzzies. Oh, fuzzies. Oh, yeah, 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 fuzzies. That was a good, like, um, Mexican place downtown that we used to go to, me and Hannah and Connor and I got food poisoning there one time. Oh, Jesus. They had good margaritas, (laughs) though. That (laughs) they did. Anyway, so she's coming back from a night at presumably fuzzies. So maybe, okay, I'm coming back from fuzzies, right? Joe's not home. I get in, and... I like need to go to class or I need to go study. And I look down to my right where my book bag is. And I'm like, that's weird. What is that on my book bag? What is that on the top of my book bag? Just kind of sitting there. Is that like a cloth, like a washcloth? Or is that like, I don't know, like a, like a handkerchief? Y'all, it is dirty poo-poo underwear. Poo-poo stained underwear on my book bag sitting on top. Skid marks. Hannah, yes, and it was up facing. Like I could see it. Oh, and that was when was it like a? Oh my god! Oh, I'm sweating. I'm sorry, I'm sweating. I Blah. mean, Blah. what? I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm literally at a loss for words of how to even I think am, about how you could find yourself in a scenario. Bro. Look, as an adult, if I get skid marks, I'm going to throw those underwear immediately away. I'm not even putting them in the wash. That might be wasteful of me. I'm very sorry to the universe, but I am too ashamed to confront my skid marks if I ever were to have them as an adult. Like they're going in the trash. But they ended up on your roommate's bro, book bro, bag, bro. her roommate's book bag. They ended up on my book bag. That's so upsetting. Her underwear, Joe's underwear was on my book bag. Were they Hello Kitty? <laughs> Bro. Oh my God. Actually, yeah, they were. Oh my God, they were. They were. Oh my God. Oh, I would do it. Oh, Jesus. I would never make something like this up. Like, I, like, like, I no, feel Jackie like this wouldn't. is made up, but it is not. I wish so badly that I was lying to you right now, but I am not. <laughs> so immediately what I had to do, I had to do two things immediately, immediately. I had to knock my foot into the book bag to shake the underwear off. I had to take, so you didn't have to touch them, obviously. No, no, no. I, I kicked my book bag to get them off. And then I took my books out of my book bag after sanitizing my book bag, the outside. I threw my book bag away. I went I went as far as to throw it away, which was probably an exaggeration. I had to get rid of it. But you know what I did? I, I went for a run. I, I got my anger out and I came back. When Joe was home, I said, Joe, may I offer to help you do your laundry? 
and I helped Joe and we brought all of her laundry. I mean, I'm talking, we did two or three trips down to the basement and we did her laundry. And that was the first time we had done her laundry or I had seen her do her laundry in four months. I helped her do her laundry. She told me I could help her and I helped her because it was to the point where like I was concerned for her. Like it was past my book bag. It was past the shitty underwear on my, on my book bag. I was like, I need to help you, bro. Like this sucks. Like you are a like college student. I know we're all figuring it out, but like your poo poo panties cannot be on my North Facebook bag. <laughs> Throw away your North Face book bag. It was an older. It was an older. Did you one. exchange it for a Patagonia that was really in at the time? I I I. What did I get? No no no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was on my Jan Sport, and I got a North Face. And you got a North Face because it, it was yep. my Jan Sport from senior year of high school. Okay. Dude, so all that no, wait, say, before you say anything, I must interject. Okay. That interject. is very kind of you to treat her with such kindness instead of being passive aggressive and just say that you're going to help and acknowledge it. I know that I did not have the cojones to do such a thing as a college student. So good on you, Jackie. Dude. You were Jackie Long at the time, but Jackie Dude. Pruitt now. <laughs> Dude, my cojones almost couldn't take it though. So they weren't all co- for kind reason. They were for my own selfish reason. I just wanted the room to be clean. But in a nutshell, that's my freshman roommate story. Thanks for listening. Thank Bada you for bang. sharing. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I know it was long. I mean, you went from one to another. You know, it's funny. Not many people move out of their freshman dorm until after freshman year, but both of us did. Oh my God, we did. Yeah. And (gasps) I must share my story. This is where you need to tell your story. Yeah, I'll share my story. So I won't use real names either, not because anything is embarrassing, but just because I haven't had the chance to ask people for their permission to talk about this. But I went to Auburn University and I lived in Hall M my freshman year, moved in with my uh, amazing freshman roommate. We had met via a Facebook roommate match group because I didn't know anyone really that was going to Auburn except for a couple of people who uh, were already lined up for roommates. And anyway, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find somebody new. My mom and I met her and her mom and we decided that we were a good fit. We move in together. But the thing at Auburn is that all of our dorms have, or most of our dorms, at least the historic ones, it's been growing a lot since I left. So I don't know what the new fangled dorms are looking like these days. But anyway, when I was there, most of the dorms had a suite mate style dorm, which means that we shared a bathroom in between two separate dorm rooms. So it's pretty much a gamble who you get as your suite. (laughs) And I mean, I, I heard from many of my friends, like crazy stories about ending up with some real weirdos that they're like these two little sorority girls that are sharing a, a room our bathroom with like art students neither is good or bad it's just like very different types of Mm -hmm. people and just listening to the stories of different personalities conflict was hilarious but my roommate and I all call her Anne let's call her Anne she and I or I can use her name because I'm not going to share anything crazy anyway her name's Elizabeth which is also my middle name so I'll use her real name Elizabeth uh, that was, I don't think that was her middle name, but for some reason I want to say that's right, but I don't think it is. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think it is. Money, baby. Baby. Elizabeth Ann. I don't think it Swoosh. is, but it sounds for some reason like it would be right. But anyway, Elizabeth and I ended up getting our suite mates and they were fabulous. Like we loved them. They were so fun. They were childhood best friends of each other and we just had a freaking blast with them. And just being home was so much fun because we loved them. And it basically became like one big apartment because we kept our doors open and like lived in both 
apart both rooms the whole time. It was a freaking blast. And come the end of first semester, I want to say around like Thanksgiving time, the four of us started to hear screeching in the walls. Like we would hear like scratching and screeching. What what sounded like it was behind the dry the drywall, we couldn't quite tell. We'd like Elizabeth and I would get up in the middle of the night and like start listening against the wall to try to figure it out. So would my sweet mates. And we basically were just like, something's not right. So we started doing research. We figure out there are bats in the store, which is interesting because when we were all going through oh sorority my. recruitment and in August of the same year, we, I had been in one of the sororities talking to a girl and I was telling her I lived in Hall M and she said, oh my gosh, one of my sorority sisters lived in Hall M. They had bats in their dorm room. And I just giggled and was like, that's crazy. That's funny. Whatever. Like it's not going to happen. Whatever. We start to realize that the screeching and scratching that's happening mostly at night is bats in our walls. And it's like gets increasingly louder over time. So our parents are obviously enraged because bats are like disease carrying animals. It's pretty dangerous. They reach out to administration and do their parent thing. All four of our parents are reaching out and essentially they're just like, we'll try to figure out what's going on. Turns out that the bats had peed on the, the grapes. No, please laugh. Because it's freaking hilarious. There's like a, a grate over the vent on the outside, like a metal grate over the vent on the outside of the building. And the way they keep entering year after year is that they pee on it. It corrodes. And they know this. Like their pee is corrosive or whatever, which bats are smart, but how funny of a way to get into a building that is. And we were on the top floor on like floor four or five of this walk-up old building. And they would get into the vent and then get into the walls from the vent of the top floor. <laughs> So they're literally like living in our walls because they peed their way in, which is so funny. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Our parents find this out and they're like, that's really I'm dangerous. Taking like a whiz on the toilet of life. Yeah, that's taking a whiz on the building of life right there. Just, just <laughs> all over everything. And our parents are pissed. They're like, you need to fix this. I think before Christmas break is when they said like, we'll do something and get rid of them. So we were told that something was done. I can't remember the exact details, but we were told that actions were taken and it would be solved. So we get back from Christmas break and it gets better for a little while. I think if I remember correctly. (laughs) And then come February, it was bad like worse and there was so it was so loud just screeching and scratching and just like it I mean it was keeping us up it was creeping us out because we're like there's these disease-ridden animals in our walls and we can hear them all night and it was crazy so one night we, we keep thinking they're coming from the ceiling and in our bathroom we had like the push tiles mm-hmm. on you know like if you've been in a basement before that has like the push tiles in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, we know these things have diseases. So we can't let them bite us. Mm. But we have got to find out Ugh. if they're still here because the university is telling us they're not. And like, oh, we can't no. move. They were saying we'd have to pay to move. And we were like, we got to figure this out. And we're idiot freshmen in college. So we are, mm-hmm. we can do this ourselves. So Hell we started yeah. to gear up. I threw on like my monogram sweatshirt. I mean, this was 2013 and I, Lip like we get, and 
all four of us like put our beanies on as like face masks and we cover up our faces like with our random like sweatshirts tied around it. If you've ever watched Yellow Jackets, we look like them in the winter basically when they're using all their sports gear as winter clothing. That's essentially what we looked like. And we try to cover all of the inches of our face. I've got a picture somewhere of me with like one of those um, like earmuff headband situations that I uh-huh. got in New York the, the year before when I was on a yearbook retreat. I bought it off like a street vendor and it has like a little flower, like a knit flower on it. And it's like oh, over wow. my face to protect Whoa. me from the bats. I was literally picturing you with one of those masks that people wear, wear when they're wielding metal. <laughs> I wish. No, it was literally like a flower knit headband, a flower. earmuff thing. <laughs> And a sweatshirt tied around my head. It was like not safe. Like we were not protected. But anyway, uh, my sweet mate Kendall and I and, and Mary and Elizabeth, we are all like we're figuring this out. So I think it was me and Kendall and I apologize if I'm not remembering this properly and not giving everybody else due credit. But I feel like it was me and Kendall that were like, we're effing doing this. And we get into the oh, bathroom yeah. and we stand on the toilet and we lift up the tiles <laughs> while Elizabeth and Mary are there. And we're holding up the lights trying to figure this out. Um one of the four of us is leading the charge, probably Kendall, because she was all over this stuff. And we're just looking, trying to find these bats because we're hearing it and we can't find them in the tiles. So I think that they ended up ultimately being in the walls, but we can't find them. We're dressed up in the gear, whatever. So we're like, I guess maybe we're just hearing something. Like maybe we heard it for long enough that we still hear it because we think it's there. I think it was like the next week or two weeks. It was very shortly after my sweet mate, Mary came home from class and nobody else was home. And there was a bat perched in on her ceiling in her, in their room. And then she went into the bathroom to try to hide from it. Or like maybe it was running into our room to hide from it. And there was one in the bathroom toilet as well. So there were multiple in our room. We were like, eh, this, huh? Can they swim? I was in the toilet. Oh, sorry. Bathroom trash can. Oh, that would have been funny if it drowned itself on accident. No, was like, that was a, that was a swim? Freudian slip. No, I wished it was in the toilet because it needed to be. I got very confused for a moment. It was the worst. So yes, it was in the trash can and she just like freaked out. I think she shut herself in our room. I think, gosh, it's such a blur, but I want to say I got home from class and was like, what happened? I think it was Mary and I, and then she told me, and then we obviously called our parents, like, we can't stay here. So I, I think that we got a temporary housing in our building. Elizabeth and I moved into mm-hmm. a different room, and so did Mary and Kendall. And then eventually they found us permanent housing in the village, mm-hmm. which was the newer dorms at the time that were apartment style, in, also where the Auburn sororities are housed. So I lived there the following year as well. But we moved in February of mm-hmm. our freshman year. And Elizabeth and I moved in and we separated from Kendall and Mary, which was like a heartbreak to me because I loved them. I mean, they were just the best. I hope they hear this. I hope they know that I still love them, even though we don't really keep in touch. I hope you don't have any bats in your life. Right <laughs> Seriously, I wish you the best. Also, like, LOL, peace, love, bats. We used to say that to each other. Oh, <laughs> peace, love, so, bats. So, like, live, love, love, but peace, love, bats. Peace, love, bats. And they were just so funny. Um, but they moved to a different building in the village that wasn't our building, and they were mm. kind of farther away. From, I mean, it's not far now that I think about it, but in college, it felt far. But Elizabeth and I moved in with two new people that I haven't – I don't even know if I have their numbers. I haven't kept in touch mm-hmm. with them either. I think they were really nice people, but we were really set in our rhythm with Kendall and Mary, and it just felt different. It was mm-hmm. kind of sad to move. It just wasn't 
It didn't feel like home. We had a little living area that they told us we could redecorate. And I was such a B word that we took them up on it while they were out one day and completely switched all of our stuff. So you took their decor off of the walls? I literally extreme home decorated and took everything they had down. That's I regret that. I actually like sometimes Dude, they told you you could do it though. Yes. However, like you don't do that. You just don't do that to people. I don't know, man. I've... Oh man, I think about it. Sometimes I have sleepless nights thinking about certain things in my life. That's one of them. That's one of them. I regret no. I like massively regret that. But it just is like not super home to us. So like the rest of the year we're just so sad that it wasn't Kendall and Mary. Um yeah, but you know what? The next year I moved into the sorority hall with three amazing roommates. We had some hilarious times. And then I moved in for the last two years of college with three of my bestest friends and people that I will love for my whole life. And I had like amazing years of roommatehood after that. So, and, and the people I went through bats with, like I love them all to death too. So it was a, it was an experience. We thought we were contaminated with diseases for a little while. (laughs) We survived. So, did you say you lived in M? Hall M. Hall M. So I actually, this is like crazy wild coincidence. I is knew, that no man's I land? Knew, I knew an RA at Hall M at Auburn. No, you did not. Yes, I did. It's an all-girls dorm. Okay. Was it a female? Yes. And she had kind of a weird name. First name Count, last name Dracula. <laughs> sorry. You were the worst. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was RRA, and I don't remember her name, so I was waiting I'm to, like, sorry. be reminded. The bit sounded so good in my head, Hannah, and then as you were receiving it, Count Dracula so- releases the gates and lets him in. I'm sorry. I just had to make that joke, but I was too serious about it. I was too what serious about What about Count Dracula? Oh, damn. I should have said that. That would have been funny. No, Dracula is better, but, like, I wish it was Chocula, because I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I would love some Chocula. I was trying to be funny, and then I just, I just ruined it all. No, no, yeah, you I were being the funny. light in your eyes. You were so excited. And I was like, damn, I'm taking it too far. I'm taking it too far. There's no going back. There's no going back. And then <laughs> you were like, damn it, Jackie. Damn it. Damn it, Jackie. I can't control the weather. I can't. Yes, but I'm sorry. I had to make the Count of Dracula joke. I had to do it. I had to do it. I respect it and I appreciate it. Thank you for thank you for making it happen. Hall M is a special place to me. Bats and all. Bats I hope and you all. Uh, bats and, and all. I hope that one day you get me just as good as I got you. I hope so too. <laughs> you will. I'm going for it. Uh, that's my story. That's my like crazy college roommate story. The rest of my college roommates were, I mean, the roommates were all great, but we didn't have any like crazy scenarios like that. I did have a roommate that apparently slept, walked and ate sandwiches in her sleep, which was a funny thing. Wow. Did she make the sandwich? I think so. In her sleep? Okay, so this is all alleged. I never saw it, but apparently my Mm. roommate saw her eating a sandwich in her sleep. So, How do you eat a sandwich in your sleep? I don't know, but I really respect it. Your eyes closed or opened, I wonder. I freaking respect it. I don't. I know. do too, actually. Sleepwalking is scary and crazy. Have you sleepwalked? Remind yeah, me? yeah. You, you sleepwalk pretty regularly. I don't think I do anymore. But when I was in like middle school or high school or something, I remember not being able to find my retainer when I woke up, and it was in the bathroom trash can. So I had like sleepwalked into the bathroom. Um, and I think my mom probably caught us sleepwalking. I think it's. I want to say it was more normal for me when I was like maybe going through puberty or something like mm-hmm. that and like everything was off kilter, but I don't think I do anymore. I think oh. I sleep pretty regularly or Connor hasn't said anything. Oh, okay, cool. 
I think it's pretty normal because my mom snored like a monster this weekend. She used to never snore, but I noticed it. So I'm like, I guess Connor doesn't really snore. And I guess I don't. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't really snore either, but I don't don't really sleepwalk myself. I I did have one incident when I lived at Akio when we were in. Oh my gosh, in college? Yeah. When apparently, allegedly, allegedly. Um, everybody in the room told me that the next day they were like, Jackie, Jackie, what you did in the middle of the night is like, there were six girls in this room, three bunk beds. Crazy. I did that for yeah, a I year. I don't know why I did it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Ugh. And, um, I had sat up in my sleep in the middle of the night. I, li- I was on the top bunk and I had said, where's the prime minister in like a British accent. And then I like went back to sleep. I know, dude, I, I, I was like, no, you guys are like messing with me. There's no way I did that. And they were like, they were like so serious. Like you did that last night. And they were like laughing about it for so long. And I just, I'm not a sleepwalker. So it's it's hard for me to conceptualize that I actually did something like that. That's so funny. I think I probably do talk in my sleep some. Connor said something the other day. We were watching How I Met Your Mother falling asleep and he fell asleep first. And he responded to something in the episode in his sleep. Really? Yeah. I don't remember it That's was. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. But like the the where's the prime minister is the funniest thing. Where's, where's the prime minister? Had you been watching, I don't know, no. the princess, the prince and me? None of that. Hadn't been doing no downtown Abbey. I hadn't been doing none What of a girl that. wants. I hadn't been doing that either. Very weird. I know. Remember when I used to think, speaking of the Brits, Remember when I used to think that Connor's dad was British for like forever? No, I didn't know you thought you didn't that. know that. No, that's freaking I, I hilarious! Oh my gosh, I, if Rick was British, that would be so funny. I know. I, I could I, see I it. Just thought he looked British. Like, and he then does I look British. He a hundred percent looks British. I thought because Connor was such a big Chelsea fan, I was like, oh, duh, of course, like he's British, like he's half British. I, I, I don't know. I made that up in my head. Honestly, All through college, I thought that. I think they probably are. Jones yeah. is an English name. That's true. Jones. Jones. Somewhere over the rainbow. It wasn't until, that's true. It wasn't until y'all's rehearsal dinner where, oh my gosh, that's when you learned it. I'm serious. And I looked at Ned and I was like, his dad's not British. And he was like, no, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I was like, I thought he was British. I was waiting for the accent. Ned? What a bummer. I know, right? But in my head still, I think he's British. I'm just going to keep talking. Maybe he is. I don't really know. I don't know either. Um, so should I tell my brother's story? I know yes, we've been go going for on it. for some no, time. No, no, no. You got to tell it. Okay. I got to tell it. This episode's a little bit longer, fam. So if you're in a long car ride or you're just listening, you might need to take snack break. Come back. Yes. Please go eat a Biscoff cookie and then revisit oh, us. Oh, a Biscoff. I was just on a Delta flight. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. Pissed Biscoff. Bitch. Biscoff. Bitch. Ah, yes. So, my brother, my brother, I got his uh, approval on this story. So, Hannah's never heard this story, and I'm excited to share it. Um, She'd heard my other stories, and I had heard her bad story, but she's never heard this story. (laughs) So, what had happened was, um, so Jesse, um, who's my brother, who just graduated from the University of Tennessee, um, two years ago, so when was when he was a sophomore going to into his junior year, um, he him and his friend they needed a third roommate. 
So they did that whole thing where you like post online in like a group. So it could be like something, something city, rooms for rent, and then someone will respond. So this was to take place, I want to say it was like a little bit during the summer. So it was like started in July and then it went through December or whatever. It was like a sublease until their other friend came back from studying abroad or doing whatever you do as a college student when you have plenty of time on your hands and I'm so jealous. You can go travel or have an internship or do whatever those college kids do. So they find this person. They're like, great, great. He's from out of state though. My parents are like, oh, that's cool. Like, what does he do? And they're like, well, we don't really know. Um, Let's just call him Count Dracula. I'm just kidding. We'll call him. I mean, it works. We'll call him Count Dracula because okay he's not calculable but <laughs> little known fact he was indeed my ra <laughs> on hall limb <laughs> with the bats <laughs> this is <laughs> i am the count i really love to count the spiders on the wall have you seen that video i'll just send it to you no please do i okay. just it's thought you're making absolutely that hilarious i will send it to you um but yes, okay, so they find the roommate, and my parents are like, that's great, that's dandy, that's fine, you know, so I guess my brother and his roommate are like, this guy's a student, like, he's a student, he goes to UT, if he's not, he works a job here, or whatever, like, it'll be all good. So the guy shows up, Count Dracula shows up, and he's like, hey guys, like, what's up? And that's all he says to him, he's like, hey, what's up? So he comes um, in to move in. My brother's like, wait, wait, I'm like, where's your stuff? Can we help you move in? And he's like, oh, no, man, like, it's just me. Like, I'm just chilling. Like, it's just it's just me. And he's literally just, I think he, he has, I don't know, just like jeans, t-shirt on and some combat boots. He's like, I'm all good. I'm, I'm just chilling. And my brother and his friend are like, oh, okay, cool. Like, no worries. Well, the days begin to progress. And like, he has no sheets on the bed. He has no items. So like, and like, obviously that it's not funny at all. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I hope. Are they seeing him regularly? Like, is he coming in and coming so, out? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like thinking about the rest of the story. And right now I just sound like an asshole. Cause I'm like, he didn't have anything with him. That's horrible. I hope I, I would hope he, he would have something with him. He didn't, but excellent question, Hannah. So this is where things started to get a little bit fishy. So all the he like kind of like keeps to himself like he just like stays in the room all day and, like all he has is like a flip flip like his flip phone which if you've got a flip phone wow you're really cool because you're super vintage like that or like a burner phone or like what what have you i don't know what kind of phone it was it was a flip phone and this is in like 2022 the year of our lord right yeah this okay. is like 2022 okay or 2021 i should say so this Post is in 2020 like this is yeah this is modern technology yeah has been around for over 20 years at this point okay yeah so he has like a flip phone or or whatever and all he does all night is pace back and forth in his room because my brother can hear him out literally he said at all hours of the night like from 8 p.m until 6 a.m in the morning he's just yelling on the phone with people walking back and forth pacing and like Jesse would come out to the living room to like get water and he would look under the door and he would just see his feet like moving back and forth, moving back and forth, moving back and forth. And so every time um, my brother and his friend would ask like, hey man, like what are you doing? What are you up to? Like why um, don't you have um, 
like anything with you because he had told he had, apparently and this is an important part of the story he apparently he had, like told him they he had told them that like he was a student or that like he was like doing something in the community he would and then they would ask him more questions and he would just like dodge them um so it got to the point where like he was just there all the time but he was in the exact same clothing combat boots and like not going to class not going anywhere just on his phone at all times of the day which like dude like do your thing do whatever you're paying rent but like he this man had no reason to be in knoxville like he had come from i don't know like count dracula was i i I don't i don't know if you know from california or from the midwest like i couldn't even tell you but it was like just was in knoxville and so it got to the point where like jesse and his roommate would like come like back from class and then they started noticing just like fast food everywhere fast food everywhere and it got to the point where like one day like my brother sent my family a video and the whole place was trashed like there was just fast food everywhere and they were like hey man like do you mind cleaning up do you mind picking your stuff up and he was like would get really angry and start like yelling at them and stuff and there was one time that he got so mad at them that he literally broke their tv like he punched their tv and and it was like completely bro- broken like okay also fast forward however oh my many- gosh i know poor jesse we thought that was weird, weird some old school rage right there old school rage and so just like really concerning and then my brother like tried to confront him a few times and he was like really getting up in his face getting up in arms um essentially he was not being cooperative it was kind of like messing with their stuff like touching on their stuff like just like eating their food like he he was just like and like when I tell you I think this guy like had a fake name essentially like lied about why he was there like lied only had like himself in combat boots and his phone for months like that's all he had which like damn that really sucks like I'm thankful you had a place to stay but like the way that he was acting with my brother and his friend was just like so so crazy so weird so they actually had to get like I can't remember if they got the police involved but they got like the court involved and they ended up having to like basically like evict him because he like was damaging their property like a few situations that happened where like their stuff was like missing or you know they'd come home and like the place again was like trashed but all in all, the guy um, was asked to be let out. So my brother and his friend like ended up moving out. All this to say, apparently the guy just continued to hop for the rest of the year. Not a student, did not have a job, but people would see him in the clubhouses, like going and st- trying to stay in different apartments. Isn't that crazy, dude? It's very crazy, and it makes me... It makes me wish that we could figure out why the heck he was in Knoxville. Like, no I really want to know. I really just want to know what his deal is. Dude, they still Do don't know. Do we think he was a drug dealer? That's like super possible, but my brother said he never had people over to the apartment. But I mean, he could have been doing drops during the day. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's possible. But yeah, he like came on a plane from somewhere, like from a different state to just be in knoxville so yeah it is possible it's possible but i mean it's probably pretty reductive that that's where my brain went first but i mean that level of secrecy and yeah i just i don't know what it would be i mean i'm just curious what if he was a 
an operative of some kind. It's Obviously, possible. he was not. He was not an operative. He wouldn't have dirtied their place and punched their TV if he was trying to accomplish something. I mean, unless he was really trying to convince them. I don't know. Is Jesse involved in something very, very important that we don't know about? <laughs> probably, probably so. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm underestimating him. They're doing some undercover shit. No, but I, I, that story is just so crazy to me, man. Like, when like coming home. And I even think about your story. It's like coming home and, and my second set of roommates or sweet mates that I had. Like when you return to a place and you're not familiar with the people there, like how crazy formidable are our brains that we can end up comfortable enough to return to a place with people we're unfamiliar with and just learn to cope with that and be at peace. That to me proves that like humans are we are formidable, as I said, and we can really adjust when necessary. Yeah, we really can. It's crazy the kind of environments you can like be in and stuff. And like, obviously, you know, Jesse, he was in a nice apartment. Like he had his friend with him. Like it, the situation could have been a lot worse. But it's also just so crazy to me and just weird that like this guy was kind of posing as a student and like somehow he was able to live there. Like I'm, I, I just don't get that. Well, yeah, and just like this whole idea of living with strangers is very bizarre. Like in our most vulnerable place, which is our home, that we would be okay with sharing that with somebody that we barely know is mm-hmm. a very bizarre thought to me. And I mean, it happens all the time. Like adults are doing it all the time. I'm not saying it's a bad institution. It's a great thing, but it's just a mm-hmm. very interesting aspect of humans that we can allow strangers into that place and then learn to just ride that wave and like be okay with it because like obviously Jesse was and and even in your situation like you you tolerate it to a point where it becomes dangerous and then you can acknowledge the difference and get out but like the idea Mm -hmm. that we can even be willing to let strangers in or they can let us in when we're strangers to them is a very odd aspect of humanity to me it is odd because I feel like you're you're vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. Your defenses are down. You have to be like, hey, yo, buddy. I'm like, leave it all my personal personal and valuable items here. And like, yes, hope to goodness gracious. I'm like trusting that you're not like some crazy person that's going to yes. like go through my stuff. Literally. Like, mm. yes, that's such a real thing. And like now living with my husband, you living with yours, it's like home is very comfortable and safe. And I forget mm-hmm. that sometimes like going to college or having roommates in general in life, like you take a leap and you live with these people that you barely know sometimes. And like you learn to just adjust and be comfortable enough. But like, I can't imagine going back to that now that I'm living in such a like comfortable space with the person who probably knows me best. It's a very bizarre, it's just bizarre. It is weird. It's like, Oh, the things that like we can do. Cause like looking back, I'm just like, how did I do that? We're you know, some tough mofos, human we beings. Are some, we are some tough mofos. Um, so with that, do you have any more crazy roommate stories or do you have takeaways from? No more crazy college roommate stories. I feel like ta- let's do let's do our um, carryouts here. Oh, carryouts. I, I keep calling them takeaways. Takeaway, takeout, carryout. I like carryout better. What do we want to distill this into and then take it in a nice little pill? And keep it with us. <laughs> I'm going to take a pill and I'm going to swallow it. It's all the good stuff. 
I think for me, it's kind of what I was just saying. I think this week I want to carry out the idea that like I'm capable of more than I think I am when Mm. it comes to levels of discomfort because like their college, it was such an understood time that you're going to step out in faith. You're going to step out in your comfort levels and you're going to adjust, like see how you see how you do. Mm-hmm. and push yourself. And I just like very much don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like awkward situations. I love my privacy and that's not a bad thing, but I want to remember that it's okay. And I will survive if I can just like step off the boat occasionally into discomfort mm-hmm. and just see how it goes. Yeah. And that's how we get these crazy stories. I mean, I don't want these all the time, but like crazy stories come from and crazy experiences and even really wonderful experiences of meeting people you would never meet otherwise. Uh, come from stepping out into uncomfortable moments. So I want to carry that out as a motivation. I love that. Yes. That, I think you summed that up really well. It's like, oh, the oh the places you will go, oh, the yes. things that you will do, and oh, how we underestimate ourselves and what we're capable of. So just owning, I think, what we're capable of doing and being confident in that and having some really crazy, cool, badass stories to carry along with us. Um. I I definitely echo all of the things that you said, but I think it's just a good a good reminder for me to like even in the hard situations to look back and go, yeah, that was like a sucky situation for me to be in. But like, you know, thinking about that other person too and being like, so thinking about so for instance, thinking about those bats in the wall, like they were just trying to have a home too, you know. They were just trying they just to just wanted warmth. They just wanted warmth. They were just like trying to take a pee pee on the on the window I mean, and think about it they were there from like october to february it's cold it's cold they were trying to warm up you know and you know people are going through hard shit in life and like sometimes that shit runs downstream and it goes right into my path or your path or whoever's path and then sometimes my crap runs downstream oh yes and we can fill a whole impact. podcast with stories of the ways that my my crap has gone downstream and affected people negatively. me too same for me and I think that's what makes us all human but it makes for some pretty crazy funny stories though and you know people are weird and I'm weird and you're weird and we can all be weirdos together and we've it just it's it's all about perspective and I'm I'm just thankful to have an outlet to to get to to share fun stories like this and to to be funny and to make jokes and to have a good time and me too. Thank you guys for listening. I know we haven't, yes. we didn't do this last week, but we did before. Mm-hmm. Do we have any recommendations for people and how they should spend their time this week? Like TV, oh. life. Oh, books. wow. I've been, oh, I have been. I just started Succession. Yes. I'm on season two now. So it's been a binge week, but definitely Succession is amazing. I'm also watching a little bit of Dawson's Creek. Good time. That's a little sweet walk down memory lane. How about you, Hannah? Well, for starters, I'm excited that you're watching Succession. Shout out to anybody who's caught up and is sadly looking forward to the finale of the whole se- of the whole series next week. Um, going to be very sad, but very exciting. And the penultimate episode was fabulous. So I think it's set up for great success with the finale, which is very hard to do. So fingers crossed there. And then when it comes to suggestions, um, I rewatched the movie Air. I know I mentioned this earlier, but um, it's a Ben Affleck directed movie with um, 
Jason Bateman, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, various other people like um, Marlon Wayans, and I think Chris Tucker as well, and um, Viola Davis. Anyway, great star-studded cast, but it's about the um, the deal for Michael Jordan to go with Nike as his sponsored as his sponsorship. And I mean, I I obviously know I live in the year, as I say, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. I obviously know that Michael Jordan created the Jordans, which are the most popular shoe in the world. Like they're successful. So obviously we know he decides to go with Nike, but the whole movie has you on the edge of your seat thinking that he's going to go with um, Adidas or Converse or whatever. And like, it's not going to go right. And they just do a really good job capturing the time period and the nostalgia for the eighties. And also just like this great superhero superstar basketball player that people see Michael Jordan as and um, what it means for industries to completely shift just with one one decision, which that deal really changed the sports um, merchandising field forever. So anyway, I thought the movie was fabulous. I really loved it when I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was an amazing experience. And I watched it back with my husband because he loves Jordans. He loves tennis shoes. And um, also loves the NBA. So it was fun to watch it back and I, I can double certify it was great in the theater. It was great at home. So you should you should go give it a watch. I need to watch it. It keeps coming up. I have it on my watch list. It's a good one. It's very entertaining. You won't it's a it's just a good hang. Oh, I like a good a good hang. And Hannah's a, a wonderful person to go for uh, with uh, movies to tell you about movies and TV shows and we're definitely gonna have a, an episode that's dedicated to a specific movie or a specific TV show um, or play or music or all of the above when we do our fun episodes. So we felt like we needed to, obviously we're hitting you with that good-ish life stuff, but we thought we needed a little fun, funny story episode. Yeah. And I mean, what's more good-ish than like looking back on life scenarios and being like, the way I handled this, the way they handled this, like you're just having two lives kind of like cascading towards each other mm-hmm. and completely different trajectories and then just colliding. And there's nothing more good-ish than like your nonsense colliding with somebody else's nonsense and then just being like, what is happening? Like what I thought was normal. Cluster. They don't think it's normal because they think Hello Kitty is normal. And like all of a sudden like poof. There's poop on my backpack like that's how that happens and that's, that to me there's is the most ish my, of all the good <laughs> the most ish of all the good there's poop on my backpack and there's bats in my wall there's bats in my trash can and there's Ooh. a man who is not supposed to be a student combat boots Living. bats hello kitty oh golly <laughs> f mary kill Ugh. oh god oh what's the lesser of all the evils i don't know i think i marry hello kitty kiss the bats and then kill the kill the combat boot guy (laughs) he's gotta go get him out of here he's gotta go he's out he's out i'm a lady and i'm trying to protect myself so there's that i'm a lady i don't blame you i don't blame you um i do feel bad about my count dracula joke though it wasn't funny it was funny I'm remorseful. I just, I, 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 people do that to me all the time and I'm like, I hate you guys, <laughs> but it was funny. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't blame me. It was funny. I, okay, good. I'm glad you thought it was. Um, I was, I, I hyped up in my head for like 10 minutes and then when I delivered, I was like, fuck, this didn't do us. No, it was great. It was great. I'm glad. 
It was great. Okay, okay, One last okay. recommendation I can give on that note. You just said, fuck, yeah. which makes me think of Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. So my opinion on Ted Lasso is that the beginning of this last season um, was very, very weak. Uh, but it's getting significantly better in the back half, in my opinion. So okay. there's one not so great episode, oh. but the others since they went to Amsterdam have been good, in my opinion, besides one. And mm. I recommend getting back into it if you lost faith. I think this might be the last season. That's what they said, at least. So it's worth finishing if you Dude, I lost faith after show. the. I lost faith after the Christmas episode. That was like Hallmark. I stopped watching it in season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I love that. I need episode. to pick it up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not offended. It's good to have different know, opinions. You're right, Is right, it the one right. where um, the little girl finds her bully? Roy's it's the niece? one where they're singing the whole time. They're dancing on the street. Oh, I probably loved it because I love musicals, but I don't oh. really, really remember that. It was just like very. It, I think it just threw me for a loop because I already was becoming disengaged in season two. And then I was like, this episode is nothing like anything which like i know yeah. it was a christmas special it's not supposed to be and i and i i often like christmas specials myself but something about it i think i was already getting annoyed with some of the characters yeah. and then i count i discounted well, it season two there are some things about season two there's some things about the series after season one that i have issues with just at large mm-hmm. but i feel like the last couple of episodes minus one there was one that was really bad in my opinion uh has been more enjoyable but if you didn't like season two don't don't watch all the way through it's not worth it oh okay that's good but if you're already watching season three and you lost faith like four episodes in just power through because you'll be happier on the other side okay in my i'm nervous i'm gonna never make it to season three episode four you don't you don't need to it's fine true there's plenty of media out there you're right so you're good but all that to say you are good you are good ish I am good-ish. Um, thank good-ish. you guys for listening to us uh, babble on about our roommate stories. Hope you enjoyed them. You probably have a million of your own. If you want to write in to us about them, you can email us at goodishpeople at gmail. We want to hear your crazy stories and laugh at them just as much as we laugh at our own. Because if we have them, you have them. So 100%. 110%. That's right, baby. That's right. We're good-ish. Love you guys. Okay, catch you later. Bye.